everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from truly gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we're going to be talking about your evolution on Christmas. My, Convers- my, <laughs> it, it's my Hallmark story. <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, Dickensian, oh. possibly. Yeah, in its uh, in in its redemption. Oh, the 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 loss of your humbuggery. Right? <laughs> the the uh, or is it? Skun dun dun. <laughs> Did Scrooge's heart grow three times, right, three yeah. sizes that day, or has, has the Grinch regrinched? <laughs> I think he regrinched. That's we'll where see. my money is. Well, we'll it's see. Regrinching of Dan. All right. <laughs> but first, we've got some stories. Some sure. stuff to talk about. Stuff happened in the world. You bet. Such as a Florida pastor and his son were arrested this week. Uh, sure, that's normal. <laughs> happens all the time. Uh, what's special about this one is uh, they were caught in an over $8 million COVID uh, scam. Oh. Uh, they uh, filed for PPP. That's the Paycheck Protection Program Relief Funds. That the federal government was just doling out like there was no tomorrow in those early days of the pandemic. These folks said that they had a weekly, I'm sorry, a monthly payroll of $2.7 million and 486 employees that they needed to keep, uh, keep going. I did the math that that would suggest their average salary that they were paying these people was uh, 66 million or $66,000 a year, which right. is conceivable, I suppose, but it's a Christian ministry. So that should have been a red flag all yeah. by itself because literally no everything about everything should be a red flag <laughs> on this one. Nonetheless, it turns out uh, that it's very likely uh, that they never had employees um, <laughs> like uh, literally no employees at all. <laughs> well, that is a great scam. When, when federal investigators showed up at the ministry's office in Orlando, uh, the door was locked and workers at the neighboring businesses told them nobody was ever seen inside. A review of the ministry's website found that the donation links were inactive and sections of text were apparently lifted from other religious sites. Sure. Um, so this thing was just set up as as some sort of sham organization. Uh, the man who was listed on the loan application as the ministry's accountant uh, suffered from dementia and hadn't done any work for the organization since 2017, according oh, to shit. Uh, the papers, the court, you know, papers that were filed in the uh, uh, in the prosecution. Um, Damn, that's ugly. And let's see what else. What else? What else? What else? What else is great about these two? Uh, <laughs> Just everything. Well, okay. every damn thing. So uh, apparently, they're they're originally from Canada. Thanks, oh. Canada. We we import your best. Apparently, yeah, we get uh, the best and the brightest from all <laughs> over the world. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it makes sense. If you're Canadian and you want to run a, a, some sort of scam organization, come to the United States. It's too cold to run a scam up there. 
Uh, anyway, uh, they were initially back earlier in the year, uh, they were pulled over on immigration charges. The officers pulled over uh, the family's Mercedes SUV uh, that was speeding on I-75 north of Gainesville. So they, if they lived in Orlando, which apparently is the case, uh, they sounds like they were hightailing it back up to Canada. <laughs> um, federal agents uh, found bags of shredded documents inside the vehicle, as well as suitcases full of financial records. <laughs> well, shredded documents, I think, are actually a food item in Florida. <laughs> I think that's considered just sort of standard fare. <laughs> I, I always think that suitcases full of financial records, like how, how guilty do you want to look, right? Like that is, but at well, least. Where do you suggest they put them then, Frank? I don't know. If not a suitcase. Bankers boxes? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and let's see, their electronic, like it just keeps getting worse for how guilty these people are. Their electronic devices were stuffed into so-called Faraday bags, which block radio frequencies to keep from being tracked. Oh my God. Okay. Well, um, the, I love it. They're like paranoid conspiracy theorist guys. Yeah. Well, and they knew that they'd been up to no good. Yeah. All you have to do is like, I mean, I'm sorry. They walked away with four, I'm sorry, $8.4 million. Yeah. Right. In PPP funds. And they were, they tried to use a portion of the money to purchase a $3.7 million home in a new Disney World development called Golden, Golden Oaks. Oh, God. Um, and, uh, yeah, a 4,700 square foot home, so forth and so on. Um, yeah, the, these insane. guys, they they were up to no good. Anyway, that in, initial, when they were initially pulled over and their vehicle um, inspected, they were uh, taken into custody, but uh, they actually the the immigration charges were dropped for whatever reason. Oh. Um, so this, they were arrested this last Wednesday on the, the, the COVID relief funds issue. And uh, I mean, they probably dropped the immigration stuff so that they could just focus on the much harder core defrauding the government stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, but as you've pointed out, if you're a pastor, uh, you're already running a good scam. Why go do an actually illegal one? Well, you know, apparently being a popular pastor isn't as easy as, uh, uh well. as one might think. <laughs> so when that scam doesn't work out, <clears throat> you got to go on your fall, your, your, your fallback scam. But you already like, I think for you to take advantage of the PPP stuff, you're already a shady, shady, yeah. guy, shady individual because like, like that, I don't know. I, I guess shady folk do shady things, you know? Yeah. And who's more shady than the pastors of the world? <laughs> They're True. already in shady mode. So like, <laughs> it's just what makes sense to them. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to take us to uh, up the coast to Maine. Oh, Buck, specifically Bucksport, Maine. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know if you're aware of this, Frank. It's the Christmas season. Oh, uh, I know. I love it so much. <laughs> it's the holiday season. And and so that's tis the season for legal problems to do with 
government entities su- supporting one religion over <laughs> other religions. It's a time-honored tradition here in these United mm. States, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Bucksport is no uh, is no slouch on this. They have been putting up a nativity on public grounds for over seventy-five years. Well, and something yeah, but that's something great. horrible happened this what a year. Wonderful tradition, Dan. Sure, <laughs> it, and and I I have a picture of it. It is beautiful. Is it really? No, it's oh. really dumb. It's very badly done. Oh. Um, but it's like, you know, one of these three-dimensional things. It's, you know, little statues of people, badly done statues of people, you know, in a manger, in oh, a in a in a yeah. little thing with a baby in a manger. Oh. And, you know, there's a there's some wise people. There's the, I don't know. The nativity. Wait, who is that? I'm looking at it right now. I'm not seeing. Okay, there's Mary. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe they've split the wise men up and they've got like two on one side and one on the other. But there's just mm. a guy hanging out that looks kind of like, you know, a, a U.S. founding father just <laughs> off to the side. But I, I think he's one of the wise men. <laughs> you got to keep the wise men together. Right? You, you Otherwise, really do. you do. It is easy to lose track <laughs> of, of who's who. Um, yeah. There no no uh, non traditional or creative stagings of the nativity. That's what I say because like you're just going to confuse people. You're just going to confuse everybody, especially if they look like founding fathers. Because that's yeah, exactly. That, that's not right the, either. If the wise men had to cross the Delaware to get to uh, Bethlehem, <laughs> you have a problem. <laughs> Anywho, uh, this year. No nativity. No. And why? No. Why? Why? Because of those bastards at the Freedom from Religion Foundation. Who cruelly (laughs) pointed out to them that, like, if they, you know, if they allow one religious display, they have to allow all the religious displays. And the the main chapter of the Fufurf decided to uh, offer their own display. Now, a more, like, uh, mild, unoffensive display could not be imagined. They literally just wanted to put up a poster that said, Joy to the world, the Bill of Rights is born. (laughs) Uh, It says, Greetings of the winter solstice season. Hmm. The real reason for the season. I have my objections to this poster. I think that there are some problems with it. You guys... If you have, if you want to do one of these, run it by us first. Frank and I are both, we both have discerning eyes, both in design and in messaging, uh, you know, copy editing. Mm, mm-hmm. We'll do it for you for free, <laughs> but, uh, but do, do run it by us first. Cause this is a bit of a mess. I'm sorry if you're listening, if you were the creator of this, but it's, it's not great. Anyway, uh, you know, it's got some fat. This one actually has founding fathers okay. kneeling next to a manger which holds uh, the Bill of Rights or, or the, the U.S. Constitution. There is no baby. There is a U.S. Constitution. Huh. So great, you know, cute. It's a, it, and literally the whole point is just, guys, stop putting, stop favoring Christianity and putting religious shit on public grounds. Just don't yeah. do that. Sure. And they literally proposed, just move the nativity to a private 
give it away to a church and let them put it up. Put yeah, it okay. anywhere but on public grounds and no one will object. Yeah. Oh, it's, but that's so anyway, uh, what's hilarious is that uh, once this uh, once this was proposed, hey, put up our poster too. the city flipped out and just took down the nativity, which, yes, that is probably the right choice, like legally speaking. But then, of course, everybody in town just raises a fuss and, and starts screaming and yelling that the Fufurf made them take it down, which they did not. Uh, so right. everybody's mad at, at the <laughs> evil atheists again. Oh, we're just ruining everybody's fun. Right? I know. Like people just I, want to like have their religion, you know, receive all of this like special um space and attention and effort and exclusivity and, and, and yes, that's all they want, Dan. They and just they've want, had it for so long. They've had it for at least 75 years in this town. Right? <laughs> so See? at least 75, as far as we can tell. Um and uh yeah, is that such a big ask, Dan? Right. Is that? Oh. I mean, how many people in shitty little Bucksport, Maine, actually don't aren't Christian? It can't be that many. Right. Yeah, it's the majority, Dan. They deserve the privilege of being in the majority. Well, I've got a story that's related, Dan. Okay. Um, a, a place that's handling it differently. Right. Uh, oh. And this is the uh, Illinois State Capitol. Oh, um, that's a fancy place. That has decided to uh, allow the different displays, uh, not okay. just the Christian one or not just this. You know, I'm, uh, I assume there's probably multiple. Uh, in the background of this picture, I see a Christmas tree um, erected. And in the foreground, I see a baby Baphomet. Uh, laying, oh. le, uh, just uh, lying in a manger. Um, oh, tis the season. It's on its, the satanic temple yeah, on its back with its eyes closed, just sprawling uh, with its uh, hideous body and legs just splayed about. Um, sure. And just adorable, right? Um, well, this is what happens. So this when, isn't this isn't like some cutesy thing. They've gone for like the it, yeah, it's like a sculpture, right? Or a figurine or whatever. This isn't this Life isn't like size some goat some figure. Plushy. No. Oh yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> it looks like a new, like all of the disgusting things about a newborn creature including a human. <laughs> Yeah. They've really worked to emphasize that. Yeah, this thing is meant to be repulsive visually. <laughs> um, and that's fine, right? Because what what ultimately the Satanic Temple, by requesting to be included in this tradition of having uh, something displayed for the holidays in the Illinois State Capitol, I mean, uh, they're protesting it, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're very, very intentionally trying to push some buttons, which is great because... The truthfully, it should be as this town in Maine did. They should just say no. We're not. We're not in the business at all of having any religious right. um, yeah. displays up. Um, but Illinois State 
has decided that they they want these things, right? Uh, and so... Well, what they want is a Christmas tree. They want a Christmas tree. And, and they've decided they're willing to put up with a bunch of yeah. other bullshit and to have it. They want the, the nativity scene that the Springfield Catholic Diocese uh, mm. installed November 30th of this year. Mm-hmm. During the installation, Bishop Thomas Paprocki... Uh, said there was no place for satanic displays in the Capitol or anywhere. Uh, the Satanic Temple of Illinois generously and gracefully, uh, or graciously rather, uh, invited Paprocki uh, to participate in the installation of their display. Uh, but surprisingly, he did not make uh, Shocking. an appearance. Shocking. Um, there's a sign that the state of Illinois has set up in the rotunda in front of all the holiday displays that says the state of Illinois is required by the first amendment of the United States constitution to allow temporary public display in the state capitol. So long as these displays are not paid for by taxpayer dollars, because the first floor of the Capitol rotunda is a public place. State officials cannot legally censor the content of speech or displays, uh, which is not really true. Like you can just say, no, we're not doing any displays. Exactly. And it's fine. Right. This is this is uh disingenuous, right? Yeah. Because they're acting like we're required to do this. We have right. to allow this. And it's like, no, you could also very easily just say this is not a space for these public displays. Yeah. Right. And let's see, it goes on, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's a kind of further explain the whole thing but yeah no that's totally right like it's 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 ludicrous that uh for decades you know christians were just freely allowed and and felt every right in the world to put whatever display they wanted up in the capitol probably at times at capital expense right oh sure and now they've had to make all these adjustments and allow for the the little goat headed demon thing <laughs> or goat bodied. I don't even know what it is half the time. Yeah. That. It's this one's hideous. I did. Yeah. I just love, I, yeah, I love that, that we have, and you know, thank God for the satanic temple oh, just yeah. as in terms of like, ple- like just delightful trolling yeah. of people that just cannot handle it. Yeah. And providing the resources. Apparently the, this Baphomet is on loan from, uh, the, 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 the main, uh, national organization, which is also great. So they, 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 they drove it in from, from Salem. (laughs) Apparently. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, I'm going to take us to Greenville County, South Carolina. Um, only good things happen in South Carolina where the board of trustees of the Greenville County schools has, uh, they, they have some new, some new rules in place um, for how for how to decide uh, basic, basically which books to ban. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. It, is, it is. And here's the thing. I don't want to be disingenuous. It is actually important to decide what's, what books are in the schools. You know what I mean? Like sure. there is inappropriate. There are things that are inappropriate for elementary school children. Absolutely. There are things that are less appropriate for middle school children, etc. Someone has to make that call. Um what they've announced uh is that they're 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 forming committees 
Um, committee members would be uh, would be would serve a three year term. Okay. And the committees would sort of you know there would be a committee for the district's uh, elementary school, one for their middle school, and one for their high school. Uh, the the makeup of the committees is what's kind of interesting about the whole thing. So, for instance, for the elementary schools, there would be four district elementary school teachers on the committee mm -hmm. from different grade levels. Okay. One district elementary school media specialist, uh, three parents with children enrolled in Greenville County Elementary Schools, mm -hmm. and one member of the clergy. <laughs> oh, of course. Which, what? Uh, w what? Why? That's uh, how that is, is how is that how is that no that's how is that related to anything? Yeah. How is that relevant to anything? Um, the, the same basically applies at each of the levels. Uh, one member, there's just a spot reserved for, uh, for a, a clergy member. No. In, at each of the levels. No. I object. <laughs> Frank, I should hope Frank so. Feldman votes no. <laughs> you should tell them. They'll, that would, that holds water with them. Uh, yeah, it's, that's a, clearly absurd. I want, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, you know, I don't know who chooses this thing, but I don't think that it's voted upon by, you know, a great group of people. But, you know, Satanic Temple has clergy. Yeah, absolutely. Get in there. Get absolutely. in there. Absolutely, yeah. See how long that clergy member uh, mandate lasts <laughs> when the Satanic Temple starts suing to, uh, to become, to, to sit on the board. This is obviously a violation of the establishment clause. Yeah, I think. I think this feels, is very obviously yeah. not okay. It smacks um, of that. And, yes. And the Freedom from Religion Foundation has sent a letter, mm, good, basically saying that um, n n no, you shouldn't do this. the The board, the school board, for their part, claimed that they were just uh, obeying state law. Um, oh. But the Freedom from from Foundation, the Fufurf said. No, that's not that's not the law. You just made it. You just made that up. That's your choice. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that goes. I I don't know. That sounds it sounds about right for what we know from you know the 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 South yeah. here in these United States. I mean, the, there's a good chance that like the one or more of or all of the three parents or whatever it was would be clergy members as well. Right. <laughs> right. Considering the South. Right. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> or they have clergy member family or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Like if they, and if they really, really, really want to have a clergy member on this thing, they can, they can figure it out. Yeah. But to explicitly state it, is is offensive and wrong and absurd um, yeah i mean because like it's all it's they will they will comply and then there will be a wink and a nod yeah one of the parents somewhere in their school system is uh is a member of the clergy but well anyway. and also like they're all all the parents all the teachers, they're all going to be Christians anyway. You right. don't actually need a member of the clergy because you are, because the fix is in already. <laughs> You're going to be okay. 
All right. Well, Dan, I've got a story. Oh, why did I pick this one? <laughs> the most loathsome human. One of well, actually, it's kind of hard to pick the most loathsome person in the United States. Oh, yeah, we got it. We got a good we, we, selection. We have so many to choose from. We're well, spoiled for choice. A, a top contender for the for the title of most loathsome American uh, would have to go uh, to uh, Utah's own Senator Mike Lee. Oh, just, just a peach of a fella. Bleah. I can I can I can hardly even look at a picture of the man. Yeah. Um, he's just a puke. Um, just a real turd, a genuine <laughs> turd. <laughs> well, as usual, he's up to no good. This week, he introduced the Interstate Obscenity Definition Act, um, <laughs> which would uh, apparently is attempting to, quote, establish a national definition of obscenity. But basically, it, it would go further than that. Uh, it, in essence, it would outlaw all online sexual content nationwide. Uh, oh. Because uh, the United States uh, does not currently have uh, a national definition of obscenity uh, that's been codified. Our definition of obscenity rests on something called the Miller test, right. uh, which the courts have uh, established as the legal standard for, uh, for federal courts for uh, about half a century. But the, the, it's basically the, you know it when you see it. standard. Um, it, well, there are three questions that go into the Miller test. It is, and all three have to be, satisfied right for mm -hmm. something to be considered obscene uh right. so it asks the question of whether the average person uh, applying contemporary community standards would find the work taken as a whole appeals to the uh, prurient interest <laughs> um it also asks whether the work depicts or describes in a patently offensive way uh sexual conduct or excretory functions specifically defined by applicable state law and oh my God. whether the work taken as a whole lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. Oh, so fuck you. If, you know what? <laughs> I, you're an excretory function. Uh, Mike Lee definitely is. Anyway, so all three of those conditions have to be satisfied. And the, the, the criticism, I guess, of this, and it, apparently there are plenty of criticisms on both sides uh, sure. for for this uh, for this test. Um, oh, good! Like people who want greater control of First Amendment or greater freedom of First, like everybody has a little bit of a problem with this test, right. which probably means it's not bad, um, <laughs> because this is anyway, uh, whatever. Um, People who know better than me about these things will probably write in and be like, no, it's terrible. Yeah. So according to Lee, the Supreme Court has struggled to define obscenity uh, and its current definition under the Miller test runs into serious challenges when applied to the Internet, which, of course, is how people, you know, get porn, get their porn. Um, and so. So, yeah, so he's he's pushing this. I the, the article goes into no detail about what you know sort of political what the political climate is around this kind of bill right now right like if people are like yeah let's define obscenity nationwide um but essentially the the, the overall sense is that if this 
bill actually made it through and became law, um, it would effectively outlaw porn in the United States. I just States. can't believe we're still talking about obscenity. <laughs> like, are we grown-ups or not? Because, look, I don't want there to be, you know, child porn. Sure. I there There's a... Bu- like, there are l- legal issues about what's on the internet and about what people should and shouldn't be looking at or partaking sure. in. Sure. But none of them are about what's obscene. It's about what's abusive and it's about whether there's consent and it's about a whole Those slew are much, of things. Much better questions. Just yeah. Nothing to do with ooh, icky. Like literally <laughs> the current standard for obscenity takes into account whether it's too poopy. <laughs> uh-huh. Really we're afraid of dookie <laughs> Supreme court. That's where like the, the uh, Supreme court of the United States is afraid of a little caca. Yeah. Apparently that's the test. It's, it's important, Dan. It's shameful <laughs> that we're in this pl- position. Like we should be uh, horrified. We should be mortified. Well, that, that, that we're still talking about this. Clearly though, the current standard though, <laughs> allows for all sorts of pornography which is just fine right and it's not all going to be your cup of tea and that's the whole thing right is that like when you stumble upon something online and you're like well that's a corner of the internet i i was unaware of right (laughs) and Um, don't enjoy and don't enjoy that's not for me that's fine you just go your merry way and uh And, and, and let other people who that was made for, um, you know, enjoy. Yeah. Let them have it. Yeah. It's for them. It's not for you. It's, it's, it's fine. They're adults. You're an adult. Fine. It's okay. Yeah. It's right? called. Don't look at that. Yeah. And I don't care how much poop is involved. Yeah. <laughs> or what they're doing with the poop. Really? I, just, I love that the poop somehow made its way into, <laughs> into the whole thing. Sexual in, in patently offensive ways, whether yeah. the work depicts or describes in a patently offensive way, sexual conduct or excretory functions. Somebody was really <laughs> concerned. You know what? I can describe sex any fucking way I want to. I don't care if you're offended by it. I can do whatever I want. That's absurd. Uh, you know, it's so funny because right now in these United States, you can't you can't throw a stick without some conservatives screaming about you know the the first amendment and free speech right and then you're like okay well i want to make you know i'm going to do a painting of you know sex that involves excrement and suddenly it's like no <laughs> yeah yeah that's true no no don't worry i'm not going to show it to children no you can't do that it can't exist outright it cannot exist dan i cannot oh my god it's not enough that i don't want to look at it yeah it cannot exist it's obscene franklin (laughs) obscene (laughs) all right well i'm uh i'm gonna tell you about something that apparently is going to exist doesn't exist yet um I just want to, <laughs> it's just, I, I mentioned, 
I, you know, you and I, we try, we sort of try to hint at what our stories are about beforehand just to make sure that we don't have the same story, but we don't like to give it away. Right. Right. And so I think I said to you something about a baptism themed theme park, (laughs) um, which this story is kind of about. I'm I'm calling it a theme park. I don't think that's what the developers are going to be calling it. So what is this? There's like a log flume or something where (laughs) you're baptized at the end. It's water They declare you baptized. (laughs) There are... There are literally pastors and priests hiding at the splash pool at the bottom of every water slide, ready to squirt you or or, or sprinkle you. You're now a Christian. <laughs> You're not going to purgatory. There's, there's a dunk tank and a more there's a Mormon bishops are praying and throwing balls at a target to try. <laughs> You're a Mormon now, ha! I mean, they do need to make baptism more fun. Yeah. They might get more converts if baptism. Do you remember when we went to that mega church in, ja- I think it was in Jackson, Mississippi? Yeah. And they had a big baptismal font, like way up oh, high. Yeah. Behind behind the altar and whatever. Yeah. It was this weird, like, sort of like baptism balcony? <laughs> I don't, that was weird. Did somebody get baptized while we were there? Yeah, they baptized oh some a God. kid that day. Holy <clears throat> joy. It was just weird. Ugh. Anywho, uh, this one's going to be different. Okay. Uh, it turns out that there is a location um, that has sort of just been agreed upon by everybody that this is where Jesus himself was baptized. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. It's It's in Jordan. Bullshit. Just on the other side of the Jordan River from Israel. I uh, call bullshit. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but, you know, we know that it was, you know, the theory is that it was in the Jordan River somewhere. Sure. So they found, you know, they found a spot that was like, uh, they they excavated some thing there and, and decided that that's where, that's where it is. <laughs> uh, it is now a UNESCO World Heritage Site. No. So uh, it's... They, it's important. UNESCO, um, come on. Well, here's what people have realized. Uh, no one's capitalizing on this. No one's making good money on this fact. <laughs> this is a pilgrimage site. There's money to be made. So they have unveiled uh, a plan mm. to to throw down a huge, to make a huge uh, complex. Mm-hmm. Where you can go and uh, and I don't know experience it's 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 the the Jesus baptism experience. Oh no! Um, multiple groups are coming together to be a part of this, including several different uh, uh, religion Christian groups. Oh boy! Um, but yeah, it's going to start with a little. I mean, they're they're building out a village. Uh, phase one will have basically glamping. Uh, no. So you could go there and you know get a stay in a, a yurt tent w- with a a tent with a very nice bed and oh, you know nice. yeah okay plumbing and and, and et oh but sounds amazing you know and you know they're not gonna they're not gonna skimp you're gonna have Wi Fi obviously yeah. um but yeah the, so basically that that phase that first phase is gonna be fifteen million dollars but. Phase two, so they're expecting to finish that sometime next year. Okay. But phase two is the big deal. 
three-star hotel, nice. restaurants, yes. shopping area, yes. museum, absolutely, a, a wellness center. <laughs> you know, who doesn't bathe in your you uh, do you do your own baptism yeah. for your health yeah. or something with, to, along or those just lines. go get a massage. As yeah. Jesus did, little known At, fact, <laughs> Jesus had a really, really nice massage. Yeah. Uh, like right after he was baptized. Well, John the Baptist had a really good side hustle as a masseur. You anyway. didn't, oh, you did not want that guy touching you. Like <laughs> he was, he's he the was cleanest, disgusting. He's the cleanest guy in the whole town. He, no, he, he wasn't. literally spends all his time in the river. He was disgusting. <laughs> Horrid, <laughs> horridly disgusting. With his furry clothes, yeah, just wretched. Anyway, uh, the once they've once once the whole thing has been built out, they anticipate it'll cost up to eighty five million dollars. Good, yeah, all right. Christians uh, are getting so in there, making some money. They're not skimping. <laughs> um, that that three star hotel sounds fabulous. A three star hotel is it's yeah, like going to be a Best Western. Like they're not they're not overselling it here. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's Jesus was a very humble figure. Welcome anything to the more than Motel three stars six. would be, yeah, exactly, would just be completely inappropriate. Yeah, none of absolutely, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. A four star hotel at the site of Jesus's baptism? No way. No, no, absurd. No, that's absurd. We could never. So wow, I don't know when you when you're doing your pilgrimaging. Yeah, don't skip. You you know. Sure, get yourself to Bethlehem, get yourself to yeah. Jerusalem. Yeah. But but then but, go get yourself a good massage. Is breakfast yeah. included with your Take stay? Is there like a little like is there a <laughs> waffle maker? I'm right? guessing there's a package. A, a cross-shaped waffle maker, <laughs> right? Oh my god. Good lord. This coffee was made from riv- water from the river itself. It's mm, perfect. Baptize your inside. <laughs> Turn Turn water into wine at the Jesus baptism site. <laughs> See if you can walk on the water. If you can, oh, your stay is free. They have a walk on water experience. Yeah. I mean, why oh not? Oh my God. Why not? Yeah, Dan? It's, like, it's like when you get to pull the sword from the stone at, at uh, Disneyland, <laughs> like one person a day gets to walk. It actually works and they walk on the water. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. Oh, great there you go. Well, all of this to say that they are prepping this thing mm-hmm. to be ready for the 2000 year anniversary of Jesus's <laughs> no. baptism, which, no. which they're claiming, which they're claiming would be in 2030 because <laughs> apparently Jesus was 30 when he was baptized. I haven't, I have not verified this and in this, the book. Yeah. And this, oh no, I think that's true. I think that's true. He was 30. And and apparently they're going off of year zero being the yeah. actual birth of that, Jesus. That, which, that that's accurate. Yeah. It's not. Obviously that is not, but there you but, go. Uh, but don't let, you know, don't let reality get in the way of some good fun. You know? Sure. Absolutely. Like, like these, Absolutely. these people, they, F- they have a vision. Facts are only useful if you're a scholar. <laughs> Go go get your baptism on. Yeah. Go have a fun time. Get the whole, get the dip. Oh my uh, god! For the for for Jesus's two thousandth birthday. Yeah. Or, or 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 you know dunking anniversary. Yeah. Good. Good. There you go. I approve. Uh, if you have been to Jordan or to you know would like to tell us about your time in the Holy Land and what you know what rivers you dunked yourself in. <laughs> 
Feel free to do so. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call us uh, and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Okay, Frank. We have talked about we we've heard from Shane Vaughn, Pastor mm. Shane Vaughn before on this podcast. Yeah. Uh he's he's just a, a cute little dumpling of a guy. Uh <laughs> and he is miffed. You know, we recently had midterm elections here in these United States. Oh yeah. And uh, it didn't go the the uh, the red wave did not wave as high as uh, literally everyone expected. Decided, yeah, and decidedly did not wave. Yeah, yeah it it was it was a disaster for the Republican Party. Um, and one of the main uh, one you sort of sort of the flagship disaster was that finally we got word that Raphael Warnock. Mm. Uh, beat out Herschel Walker in the Georgia Senate race. Right, Herschel Walker, a uh, a certified ding dong. Right, and Raphael Warnock, a brilliant Christian pastor. Yeah, <laughs> I emphasize this <laughs> because Shane Vaughn, a not brilliant but also Christian pastor. <laughs> is so upset about Warnock. By the way, the man's name is Warnock. You're going to hear a mispronunciation and a purposeful mispronunciation of that name. Not a clever one. Um, But yes, here's Shane Vaughn, who in his role as pastor has decided that things need to change here in these United States. And he is going to reference the 17th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, just to remind everyone, the 17th Amendment is what changed how the senators are are voted on, mm. because it used to be that state legislatures just chose the senators from that right. state. So the 17th uh, just made it so that the people vote. Right. And uh, Shane Vaughn's not happy about it. All right. And what we must do is repeal 17. Otherwise, you're going to have a blue house and a blue Senate. And ladies and gentlemen, you cannot govern that way. I knew it. When I saw Herschel Walker lose that election, and I saw a massive turnout of red all over that state, Matter of fact, it was more of a turnout than they were expecting. The state showed up to get a red representative, a a senator. However, Atlanta said, no, not today. We're going to give you Warlock. It's not fair. It's not fair, Frank. Oh, golly. People voted in a way that he didn't like. We have to repeal this democracy nonsense. Otherwise, Uh, like the people, the majority is just going to get whatever it wants. What? (laughs) Disaster. (laughs) Oh, my God. But he's he's good at the word play, Dan. 
You said that that was not calling him warlock. That's clever. Warlock, yeah. Oh, look at him just, be clever with words. It almost <laughs> makes it sound like he's not a fucking Christian pastor <laughs> at at the church. Uh. That used to be pastored by one Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, really? Yeah, he doesn't You're care. going to, that's who you're going to ob object to and call Warlock. Yeah. Because you want to associate him with like evil magic. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's the world these guys live in, right? Like anything that they don't completely agree with is evil, right? Yeah. And has to be shut down. And it's like, some satanic plot at all times, right? Well, and some you know, evil it's funny because plot. I, I was tempted not, I didn't really want to play that clip because it's just about politics. Right. But it is, it's more than that. Right. He's all of his stuff was just about politics, but the fact he's a that he is invading politics at all. Exactly. Is what the problem is. Like we need to know what the pastors are saying about politics. Right. And it's, and the thing is that it's all identity politics. So yeah. it's only just, it's like, he didn't talk about any policy. Right. He didn't talk about like what, what, you know, what he wants to have, what he wants to have happen in sort of the law of our land. Right. All he talked about was red versus blue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that he's upset and, we're not going to repeal the 17th amendment. So we're safe. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, on a much happier note, we had some lovely listeners write into us, call into us. Uh, so let's get started with that. Josh wrote into us to say, Hey guys, I really appreciated your discussion about we're here and drag Queens on the most recent episode. Ah. I, for one, love We're Here, even though I don't really care about drag generally. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Idaho as a gay kid in the nineties mm. and seeing that kind of representation and advocacy speaks to me. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, I wanted to share a theory I have about drag. There's a concept throughout history called the sacred clown. Basically it is a ritual or a ceremonial figure in ancient cultures throughout the world that according to Britannica quote represents a reversal of the normal order an opening uh, to the chaos that preceded creation. Hmm. Um, I don't know what they're talking about with the chaos that preceded creation, but there you go. Uh, these performers slash figures were all over the top and were able to poke fun and speak truth to power in a way that average people couldn't. Uh, they were often obscene or sacrilegious and sometimes represented trickster gods. Over time, the concept manifested in different contexts like the fool or court jester hmm. and even the clown uh, of the 19th and 20th centuries. My theory is that drag is the modern sacred clown. Hmm. Uh, drag queens and kings are often able to say things that most people wouldn't dream of. They are often obscene, irreverent, and sacrilegious. They are over the top in mannerism, dress, makeup, and performance. Uh, they play with concepts that are still taboo, they kind they kind of exist to push the envelope and make people think feel uncomfortable but laugh about it. Uh, to me, that makes drag valuable and potentially necessary part of society. We've always had fools, jesters, clowns, and now drag performers. I think that's a great observation. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I think that that's exactly what they are. They, you know, it's it it is, and 
and Josh is absolutely right that like literally that is uh, a time honored tradition mm-hmm. going back, you know, Shakespeare had amazing fools that mm-hmm. were, that mm-hmm. you know, literally would call Kings out on their bullshit. Right. Yeah. The only person who was allowed to other people would lose their heads over it. Right. But, but the fool could do it. So I, yeah, I think that that's exactly the tradition that we should be thinking of, of drag in. I think that's wonderful. Hmm. Um, we had someone call into us, didn't we? We did, Dan. Uh, yeah, the Pedro from Oklahoma called, talking about uh, his workspace. Okay. I thought it was kind of interesting. Hey, Frank and Dan. This is uh, Pedro from Oklahoma. Uh, I was calling because I just wanted to vent a little bit on something that happened to me recently. I worked for a major pollutant company here in Oklahoma because those are the only jobs that we have, and I feel extreme guilt about it. But what kind of sucks is that the people that I have to work with and the people I have to deal with, they are extremely ignorant and extremely uh, Republican and misogynistic and racist and all the things uh, that go with it. It feels that we are a number because we are uh, here in Red State, Oklahoma, and I've been training all week with these fuckheads, and uh, it sucks. It sucks because they make stupid-ass fucking comments that hurt my soul, and I just want to scream out and tell them, shut the fuck up, and I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired, and I don't know how to deal with this shit. It's painful. So anyway, that's just my vent, uh, my vent of the day. I I wanted to call somebody, and I feel like, you know, I call you guys because I, I do hear those rants sometimes from you guys and, you know, people calling in. But anyway, um, love you guys. Love the show. You know, we're not alone, but certainly feels like it. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for the work that you do. Well, Pedro, that sounds great. What a, <laughs> what a fantastic situation you're in. Oh, golly. oh man, that sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say this, it, even, it, you know, I, I, I totally understand when it feels like you are stuck in a culture that is ugly and awful. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about American corporate culture, however, is that it does have some recourses. Yeah. So you could, if you wanted to, Literally just document who said what and when the things that offended you and go to your HR. That's an option. You know that that's an option. It's an option. It may make things worse and you'll, you'll have to make that call. Yeah. Because, uh, it may be that, you know, they pay lip service to, yeah, okay, well that's not appropriate. You're right. And then it just continues, but now you're ostracized because you ratted them out. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's a, what a shitty fucking position to be in. I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, you're right that there are oftentimes recourses, but um companies also know who they're who's in their employee or who's right. in their employee, rather. Right. And the the typical employee and and it's why shop talk is allowed in a lot of places because it's just like, well, who else are we going to get? Like this is, this, right. this is who works here is people who, you know, 
talk shit and use totally. foul language and and whatnot. They're probably, I mean, who knows what lines are being crossed, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's more about just keeping in mind that, you know, you're not alone, right? That like, yeah, yes. the work situation might totally suck and there might be absolutely no recourse. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you're, even if it's a remote community, you're a member of a community of like-minded people, um, meaning us, meaning us, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and there are places online that you can go and talk, just chat about, the, you know, there's atheist subreddit or there's, you know, there's places to go to find, um, there's a TGIA members only there's lounge, the TGIA members only lounge. Exactly. There are places to go where there are like-minded people in this world. Yeah. Thank God now, because before, you know, people in, in Pedro's situation, the isolation, right. Um, which I'm sure it still feels isolating or isolated. Yeah. Um, but there's now some sort of way to find other people and to yeah. find those voices. And, but and yeah, that's fucking sucks to find yeah. the people that to find people that you can vent to and, yeah. and that you can feel some sense of normality with. Yeah, absolutely. But yes, we, we hear you. Yeah. We feel your pain along with you. Yeah. And we, we stand in solidarity with your, uh, with your conclusion that they're all assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, we, we also had Jake right into us. Uh, Jake says, Hey, Frank and Dan, just listen to this week's episode and wanted to comment on a story about the Richmond, uh, which is his city, uh, current city of residence restaurant denying uh the bigoted family group mm. uh you remember there was a there was that family focus on the family or some family right or hate organization right that the restaurant uh was like no we're not gonna canceled their reservation yeah jake says i'm no lawyer so i'm probably not the person to ask if this argument would work in court but a common sense argument against the BS from the religious right on this subject it can be phrased simply, in short, were, they, were you born this way? Things like race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender, etc. are innate qualities that you have no control over. It would be unethical to discriminate based on these qualities because the person has no control over them. Most, most normal people find discrimination against someone for something they have no, no control over as completely immoral. Things like beliefs or actions are something that you can absolutely control. You can, you have chosen those beliefs or actions. If someone denied service to me for say being an atheist or being a Democrat or cursing uncontrollably, that wouldn't be discriminatory because that's my ideology or, or actions, not my identity. Too many people confuse ideology and actions for identity. I think that's a, yeah. a, you know, that's a, that's a decent framework for looking at it. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So there you go. That Thanks works. for that, Jake. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so look, friends, uh, whether you, I, some of you may or may not be aware of this, but, uh, we don't post ads on the show currently. No. So we once did. We used to, we tried it. Uh, we, we, we preferred to be listener funded. Um, but what that means is that we are stuck in the uh, really fun position of begging. <laughs> we are, we we get we hold out our alms cup. Uh, you know what we should get is a bell. 
Oh. Seems to work really well for the uh, for the the Salvation S Army. Salvation Army. Yeah. By the way, uh, your yearly reminder: Do not give to the Salvation Army. No. It is just a church. You're giving money to a homophobic church. Yeah. So don't do it. No matter how cute the little Santa ringing the bell is. Anyway, we don't have a bell. All we have is uh, is you guys. So if you like what we do, we invite you. Uh, if you can afford it, to go to thankgodimatheist.com, click on the support us tab, choose from either the Patreon thing that's on the right hand side of the screen, or the uh, you can do a one time donation or a monthly donation over on PayPal. You choose how much you want to give, it's entirely up to you, and we appreciate all of our donors so dearly. Indeed. And in fact, Dan, we have, yes? our, we have our top donor to thank. Ooh. Our Lord and Savior, Devas. Stick around. There's more show coming up. So, Dan. Yes. It is literally the most wonderful time of the year <laughs> right now. That, that Did is you know literally this? true, Did, undeniable <laughs> for anyone. No one can possibly dislike this time of year. What with it being the literal most wonderful time of the year. As declared in at least one song that I'm aware mm, of. And probably many songs. Yeah. Here's the thing. You and I had a conversation on the Frank and Dan Diaries, which hmm. that is uh, content available only to our our patrons. That's true. At a certain level. So mm -hmm. be aware that if you want to hear more of us, it's out there. It's available. You just have to pay for it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the conversation that we had mm -hmm. the other week mm. was just about the fact that I am traditionally uh, curmudgeonly. About Christmas at this point in my life. As I bet a lot of our listeners are. Yeah, sure. You know, there, you know, it's one of those things where when a segment of our society has so much control over everything that happens mm -hmm. and you don't have the beliefs that they have that sort of undergird the idea behind this, the holiday season. And yeah, like I, it can be grating. It can be very, very annoying. Literally, it takes over all of your retail spaces. Everywhere you go, mm, I know. you cannot get away from it. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> like, I just love it. The whole world transforms for a month or more. Yeah. If you're lucky, more, much more. Here, um, at least here in these United <laughs> States, there are places that uh, transform to greater or lesser degrees. Yeah, that's true. Um, but here, that's this is what's happening, and traditionally, I have uh, I have gotten more and more. You know, here, you know what I think did it. Mm. I worked in a mall for several years. Oh, and sure, it, okay. And you know what I mean. You just get a bad taste in your mouth about Christmas. Oh, you see all of the worst parts of it, and very few of the the good parts. But that, but are you actually, if you're working in a mall, Dan, you get to see so many of the best parts because. <laughs> You are guaranteed surrounded by over-the-top decoration and yes. non-stop, lucky you, non-stop Christmas music <laughs> blaring in every corner. You were the luckiest 
Oh, it's so person true. in the world during the most wonderful time of the year. It's so true. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I how how <clears throat> anyone could deny that. <clears throat> Here, so here's the thing. What one of the what we talked about on the Frank and Dan Diary was that I was making an effort mm-hmm. this year, yeah, to find my way back to appreciation of the Christmas season mm. because I recognize that, like, yeah, it's. It can be a very depressing time of year for people here in the Northern Hemisphere where the sun goes away Mm -hmm. uh, a lot more, where it becomes cold Mm -hmm. and dark much more. And uh, and yeah, a lot of people get depressed and it becomes very helpful to have celebratory uh, stuff. Yeah. Have parties, to have lights, to have things that are, that feel... Uh, for want of a better word, magical. Mm. But I'm not a magical thinker. You know what I mean? Like I don't have the magic thing. I used to. I experimented oh. with it, oh, and uh, realized that uh, you know, Jesus was my big magic back then, and that that wasn't real. And then uh, I looked around and realized that oh, none of the magic is real. Yeah, but like Christmas offers Dan a. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, an alternative magical figure who you who nobody is actually if over a certain age is pretending like is real right you've got so you're you, suggesting that i go all in on santa why not <laughs> <laughs> because he doesn't do anything for me but it's just he, fun he doesn't actually bring me a present but you can pretend like he does <laughs> Anyway, I was looking for, I really was just looking for a, uh, a way to find something celebratory. And I thought, you know what? I might, you gotta just, if you can't beat them, maybe you join them. Hmm. Hmm. So that was my, that was my, my goal was to, was to, you know, get through this holiday season by, uh, by enjoying it. It's something that you do. You're good at enjoy. You like the Christmas season. I mean, I, I kind of like it, right? <laughs> I I appreciate it on its tackiness level, <laughs> right? And I appreciate how awful most of the music is. Like there's a part of that there's just this little itch that like that the uh, uh, like kind of a, a kitschy itch that I have that Christmas the itch. Yeah, that comes along and is scratched by 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 Christmas. Um and so like I, I, if I could, because I'm, I'm married to somebody who w- would not go along with this. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he would. Um, I, I would, I would make the house just the tackiest affair ever. Right. Just, sure. just find the absolute, just most God awful tacky Christmas, everything. <laughs> um, and just go nuts with it because there's something fun in that. Right. Because it's both. It, it allows you a little bit of space to enjoy this thing that's just going on around you, right? Right. Um, but you're also making fun of it, which is what's more important to me right? <laughs> as, as a human being is, can I make fun of the thing that everybody else is enjoying? Yes, can I, find I can. find that balance yeah. of participating in mm-hmm. and enjoying it while I'm also mocking it. Yes, it's a, it's, it's a tricky, tricky uh, line to walk, but it's a, it is a fine line. <laughs> yes, but it's really fun, right? 
Um, <laughs> and like I, but then there's a part of me that genuinely likes uh, Christmas displays. I have to mm. say, like, mm. like I like Temple Square. <laughs> For all of you outside of Utah, like the Mormon, the Mormons go traditionally go nuts decorating the uh, Temple Square their main yeah. their main square here in Salt Lake City um for for the holidays they used to go more nuts but they've and they've toned it down through the years but um i i secretly like that kind of stuff like i sure. like the walking around and looking at it and it's hokey and silly and um and so for me yeah i don't have to like i don't i don't know it doesn't it just doesn't bug me the whole holiday thing well yeah here's the thing though so, so in my journey to trying to enjoy it, yeah, uh, I've found the things that I do like embracing, um, which is getting together with friends, which is, yeah. you know, I have, I, I got my, my wine mulling skills on lock. <laughs> I, I do, a, I do a fantastic mulled wine <laughs> or a cider. Oh yeah. 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 You know what, what, what have you? I, the hot drinks I am on top of. Good. Yeah. Okay. I guess. So that's that I appreciate that. I enjoy. Hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not really a baker, so I'm not the, you know, that kind of making those treats is not a thing for me. But, but when I tried to ask myself, so here's one of the things I thought, maybe I like Christmas music because <laughs> I do miss singing. Like getting together with people and singing hmm. is not something that our society, uh, or at least our generation of our society, kind of does. Karaoke, Dan. We do karaoke. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But like just, you know, gathering around a piano and just everybody oh. sort of having a sing along or whatever. Sure. It's a little weird now. It used to be a thing. It's less of a thing. I kind of miss it. <laughs> but. <laughs> Christmas songs, man. Oh, <laughs> like, like forget, like okay. I, I still, I cannot stand that Mariah Carey. You song. are insane. That is one of it the is, best songs ever written. It's all terrible. time. Out, take it outside of Christmas. <laughs> I could listen to that any time of the year. It's amazing. <laughs> It's okay. the best song. It's hands down the best Christmas song ever written. You you literally <laughs> just admitted you have no taste at all. And that's fine. That's fine. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like, you know, so there there are very few Chris, Christmas songs that I that I can stand. You know, God help us. Paul McCartney and John Lennon both oh. wrote Christmas songs. Oh. They're both disasters oh unlistenable i agree with you 100 <laughs> percent especially on the paul mccartney one holy god crap. help us and god help us if christmas shoes pops up <laughs> like literally that if something could make me you know an active shooter it's probably <laughs> christmas shoes so like, you know, I'm, I'm, and then, so I turned to the more traditional stuff Oh, uh -huh. and you know, the stuff, the mid 20th like, century, oh, Bing Crosby stuff or what? If it was written by a Jew in the mid 20th century, it has a chance of being okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Your Irving Berlin's sure. your Gershwin's whatever, what have you. 
Right. If it was someone who was just doing a blatant cash grab, but they had a good musical sense to them, <laughs> then we're then we're in good territory. Mm -hmm. But like you get back into the, like the the you know your silent nights and whatever, it's just far too sincere for me. I can't. Oh wow. I I like the old. Uh, I like harmonizing. Mm. So that's kind of a fun part of those songs. Yeah. But just you know, I guess the old Mormon in me. When everything was sung far too slowly and far and far too somberly, it's just it's just death to me. I just can't. Oh, so you should get in there and try to sing it even slower. <laughs> well, I'm probably going to have to like I'm probably going to be confronted with this because uh, Andrea's family still has a Christmas thing get together every year, sort of extended family. And they have tradition, the tradition of singing very specific hymns. And it's, oh, it's, God. it's a little bit woof. It's a little woof. <laughs> um, but maybe it would be funny to like, see if I can slow the group down. That would be amazing, Dan. Or speed it up. Like, just see if, see how no. much of an effect I can have no. by being just too loud. No. You you will stand out if you're ahead of the beat, but if you're behind the beat, trying to <laughs> drag it down, like you'll you you won't stand out as badly. I think I think the key will be I'll I'll have to stand or sit next to the piano player, <laughs> so that I can control them because they can they really are the ones who control everything. Right. right. Anyway. The, the the point here is that I've been uh, only moderately successful in my quest to embrace it. I'm going to need to come up with, I think I'm going to have to go full Costanza on this and just invent my own goddamn holiday. No. Come on. Because Christian is not, Christmas is not working. <sighs> and, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to join a drum circle and celebrate Saturnalia or some dumb shit. <laughs> I'm going to have to make up my own thing. <sighs> Oh, poor Dan. Anyway. Yeah, I just, I I just feel for you, Dan. Like, <laughs> I mean, because we, when we spoke about this, it was right after Thanksgiving, if I remember right. And uh, and I was a little surprised. But I, I also was like, good for Dan. Good for Dan. He's, you weren't surprised that I was grumpy about Christmas, to be clear. You were surprised that I was going that to you were, try. That you were going to try. Yeah, that you were like... But yeah, okay. Good for Dan. This is this is this is progress. I felt <laughs> a little bit of effort. I'm put. I am putting in the work. Uh, it may not be working. Oh, Dan. It's you, fine. You gotta. Hmm. You might be going about it wrong. I don't know exactly what it's gonna take to get you into the into the spirit. I I I do like the the that you have. You've found some things that have to do with the social aspects of the season, right? Yes. The mold wine, the drinks, whatever, right? Like spending and the spending time with friends. That's that's what it's really about. Like if if you can if you can uh, grab onto anything with regards to 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 this season, that's going to do you good, right? Right. That's going to actually help psychologically dealing with the season it's got to be the social side of it right it's got to be um the rest of it's all just the trappings of the season that you know you 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 can choose to let it bug you or you can choose to just find the quirkiness in it which is what i do 
Right. Like, there may be third options, though. There may be other options. And, and so I'm going to open it up to our listeners. Uh, those of you out there who may have experienced curmudgeonliness yourselves or mm. who have a partner that uh, that is curmudgeon, a curmudgeon. Yeah. Uh, what are your cures for the humbuggery of the season? <laughs> so I, I want to hear what, what you guys have to say. So write into us, call into us. Uh, the the, the uh, email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. That's a nice thing to do. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. Yeah. Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Merry Christmas, everybody! (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.